space, the final frontier. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever First Eps Retro Rewind. We're doing something a little different tonight. We're taking a trip back to 1987, and we watched the first episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, and we're going to talk all about it. My name is Eric. I'm Keith. And this, this is, is First Eps. Engage! So All right, Keith, stop creeping on the, the ladies working out back there. <laughs> I mean, this was a classic scene. Any Trekkie knows this scene when they worked out together. You know, very few scenes were these ladies together, but this is one of the ones that I thought we need to really up up the, up the sexuality for the for Oh, the sure. Yeah. And, and, you and, and I have those know. outfits. Remember when we, we, it was our Halloween? Our, uh <laughs> Too. I was. Diana, I was Beverly. Exactly. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, we watched episode one of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Um, from I didn't realize it was thirty-four years old. From September of nineteen eighty-seven is when it aired. You and I are both. I mean, you're a huge Star Trek fan. I enjoyed it casually. You know, growing up, when I would get home from school, I would put it on, watch it with my dad from like four to five on uh, <laughs> USA Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we thought, you know, there was really nothing that we like, you know, wanted to check out and that was new. So we're like, let's do something different, see how it holds up and um, see if it's still, you know, captures our heart the way that it did initially. When we were you. Um, yeah. Now, when this first aired, I didn't watch it i mean i was six so you know so i i think i was eight and i don't i didn't see this episode but i do remember watching this with with my dad too and there's an episode maybe the second or the third one where there's these weird bugs that crawl into people Mm. and it terrified me because i did not expect that and my dad didn't either because (laughs) it was he's like oh i guess it's a little scarier than i thought yep yeah i get that i loved it ever since Mm mm-hmm but yeah, so let's let's do a quick um, uh, rundown of the show. This show, uh, the episode is called "Encounter at Firepoint," yeah. and it was a two-hour pilot that yeah. uh, was created. Um, it was a movie, really. I mean, it really it yeah. felt like a movie. Um, so I, I did a little research. So I read that Paramount was trying to start their own network, basically, and this was going to be the flagship, a Star Trek series. This was right after. Um, Star Wars was huge and, you know, Star Trek, the show was on. So they're like, let's make this new series. Um, and it was initially going to be, um, Star Trek phase two, which is going to be called, but that ended up becoming Star Trek, the motion picture. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, became a whole thing of its own. Yeah. Showing that it did have legs to have a whole series because not many people thought this would take off the entire cast after the pilot aired or um, after they recorded it. We're like, this is not going to it's not going to work. I remember reading about that, too. They did not think it was going to last for more than a season at the most. Yeah. Um, So it's very interesting. Um, And like looking at it, I could see why they thought that it was cheesy. But, you know, it was Star Trek. Like, I mean. These are the like I believe Gene Roddenberry was one of the first was uh, actual hands-on producer at this point yeah. in time, so yep. it had that same quality that the original Star Trek had. Yeah, um, and so and many of the decisions were his. Yeah, yes. 
which which made it fun, but definitely have has a different hand than the series evolved into later on. Um, and so you can kind of see the transition. And watching this was interesting because I remember most of the later episodes more. Um, mm-hmm. So watching this again, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, some of the outfits, some of the way they talked to each other was much more the, the ways they looked at the camera, much more reminiscent of the first Star Trek, which yes. is a little more, you know, I don't want to say campy, but just a little more yeah. just, you know, um, it was it was hokey. It was a little like yeah, yeah. You could say it because it was it was, it was like, lovable, but it wasn't as like you know like like Star Wars where you're like ah. Yes, it wasn't super like dramatic and like it was definitely like cheesy like, um. But but it, yeah, it was definitely so overacting, enjoyable. And I I hadn't I don't think I'd ever seen the first one. Like I've watched really okay. Like it, it, none of it seemed familiar to me, other than. Q, but he shows up, you know. Oh yeah. Other times, you know. So, well, let's get it. Let's get into it. Let's do a quick rundown. Um, you know, immediately you got the ship intro that we all know and love, the brass orchestra. Yeah. Was a a little like scaled down in that it was just like the same scene of the ship flying back and forth, like, and it would like reveal the next cast member. It was like pretty pretty shitty, but (laughs) you still got the cool like. Um, you know, the music uh, is epic. Well, the music and then Picard's um intro oh, space, oh, the final frontier. Yeah. So, and that, I mean, and that was the same as that stayed the same throughout the entire seven seasons. And I remember one of the things I found really cool about that one was um that they changed it up too to show how yep. much advanced we were to say no one had Loved gone it. before. Yeah, no, no one instead of no man. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was great. You know, and that goes hand in hand with like at one point in the show, we see like a man wearing like a dress. Did you see that? Like, I just, did, and I was going to point it out to you too. Yes. That equal opportunity mini skirts for males and I love it. He was so skirt. happy too. You're going to show that, right? For people, I have to. I'll, I'll hunt it down because, oh, yeah, God. he was just like, you know, just casual. He was wearing the same outfit that uh, 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 Deanna Troy wears, yeah, basically. No, no, no um, knee high boots, though, for him. I think he had like, you know, more sensible lower shoes, but exactly. But, yeah, those legs were in full effect. And I feel like he could have really, I think the outfit was missing the boots. I think it would have been a better if he had like some high boots going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, anyways, I mean, in the future, if, if, if miniskirt's good enough for guys, then how come we can't have knee-high boots too right exactly i mean where do we draw the line yeah exactly um so yeah so immediately we get an introduction from captain picard jean-luc picard played by patrick stewart uh he's doing a narration with the captain's log thing and sets that up so we know okay we're doing that great and that was something that but that was in the original series too right Mm -hmm. captain kirk would do that all the time so that was like a holdover from that it still worked. It's it's a great way to set up his feelings and stuff. Brand new to the ship, the Enterprise or whatever. Yep. Skeleton crew, I think at this point, or a small crew. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's assembled. So yep. they've got about half the crew. Yeah. And then he gets into um, the elevator. That's just like this shitty pulley <laughs> system that just takes him down a level. Yes. 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 It's like, <laughs> this is a top of the line spaceship. It's yeah. the flagship. And then they show him literally on like, I mean, what, what even is, I can't even describe what it would be. It's literally, literally a, um, yeah. I mean, it's a platform that just goes up and down. They're yeah. Just, it's something that like window, window washers use, like yes, whatever. Yes. <laughs> window washers. It's kind of a skew at the end. Yeah. It's kind of a little sideways. 
So I thought that was funny. It was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. We showed really, that twice uh, too because I really wanted to make sure that we saw yeah, that as being important. Yeah, yeah, many times. Well, because then there was also like, so I think that was just to get like in that area. Because then there was yeah. also like another elevator that um, there's a turbo lift too. The that's turbo the lift, one. yes, that's the one I was talking about. The turbo that's the lift. official one. Yeah, yeah, this one I think is just in engineering to get up to like the top of the warp core or something. And he was okay. doing, he was supposed to be doing a, like a a ship. Uh, what's it called? A tour of the ship before I got off the ground. Or gotcha. off the station, whatever. So he was, you know, that he was a touring engineering. Um, gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Because I was like, why is there this thing that's the turbo lift? And then this shitty little... Um, yeah, lift the turbo thing. lift does not go to engineering. Maybe the warp core has something to do with it. We need maybe the old-fashioned engineering. I'm sure somebody, fans, let us know. I don't know that much about that part of it. Yeah. So yeah. I, I do know from, from reading more about the show that a lot of what we saw was filler because Paramount wanted a two-hour premiere. They absolutely had to have the two-hour thing. So, like, they just added a bunch of shit in uh, extra, including one of the scenes coming up where they um, did the saucer separation for, like, five minutes. Oh, my gosh, yes. That was, like, one thing that they added. They're like, all right, let's just flesh this out. And, like, it was... manual reconnect? So, I mean, it's like, it was cool. We got to see, like that it could happen but yeah. like there was no reason really for it to happen right like what were they doing they were well i mean we want to get into that now i mean the yeah, thought okay. was, was that let's go back in and we'll get into it so right off the bat we get introduced to q yes yep yep dressed like a weird swashbuckler yeah um, like like uh william william shakespeare yeah and, and then he uh introduces himself to captain picard and he says that they, they have to pay for the crimes that humanity has done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just as a human, that they have to pay for, um, you know, murders and uh, yes. all this other shit that humanity has done. And, um, like, actually, I don't know if that, does that happen right away? I, I don't so. know. I think he says that's why they're moving to, they're, they're moving to a new, a, new, a new era or something, and they need to make sure that they're that they're okay to do this so he needs to judge them now yes um, they, they've done grievous things something about along that line yeah so he grabs him in this shitty the shittiest force field thing ever it was like uh made out of an atari like it was yeah like a chain link thing um and um and then they escape and th- oh. that's why the saucer separation happens can we can we back up for a second? Like I forgot one of my yeah. favorite scenes very early on is when um, right before that happened, right before Q gets on board, we see Deanna and all of her powers. Remember of course, she had big hair now, buzz like just up up, you know, just voluminous, huge and, hair, um, micro mini, uh, the, the 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 boots. She's sitting in the chair, and all of a sudden she's a dire warning. Oh my gosh, Captain, something's wrong. And the captain's like, what? And then warning goes off. Q comes on board, and yeah. now five minutes after Q comes on board, Tasha Yar, the ship's security officer, finally decides to do something, which I thought was a little weird. Yes, and it's funny that you mentioned those two because I also did find out that they were both initially cast as each other's character. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, Marina Sirtis was cast as um, Masha Hernandez, was Tasha Yar's initial name, and she was supposed to be like a, cast as a Hispanic security person. Okay. And then they had, um, uh, uh, what's her name? 
um, Denise Crosby is Tasha Yar, the actress. And yeah, she was playing Deanna Troy at the time. And then they swapped them. And I think that was probably the best decision they made on the entire series. Um, Absolutely. So yeah. I I can't see either one of them doing the other side. No, right? No, not at all. Like, especially like looking back on it. I mean, yeah, even just, yeah, no, I never liked Tasha Yar in general. <laughs> I thought she was a terrible security person, but still, like, I think she'd also be a terrible counselor. Um, I mean, I actually do remember also the episode where Tasha Yar dies, spoiler alert. <gasps> um, and I remember that one clearly as a kid, too. And I remember watching the previews for it with my father. And it was like, and on this episode, one of the character, one of the main cast, does not make it back, and it showed wow. like Diana, Tasha, Riker, and like it was like all their faces, like oh, oh, I'm like oh my god, nobody's safe. I was yeah, I was really scared what was going to happen. Yeah, so I thought that was super interesting, but um, yeah, so yep. then that happens. There. Yep. They escape. They do the saucer separation. We see basically that means that the I mean, if you, I'll show a picture of the Enterprise. The whole top part comes off. And, yep. For I don't know what reason. I guess they were no. like they wanted to save the um like split people off to like that was it. I think it's kind of like one of those ones where it's almost like you know you go that way, I go this way, something like yeah. one of us. So oh, that's what I thought. So they finally catch up to the small crew that's driving which piece? I don't know. It doesn't matter. And it's Picard the saucer section and um and the battle bridge. I thought that was a great name. Oh, the battle bridge. I did like that. Yeah. yeah. So so they get captured. Who who was captured? Who was taken down to the planet? Tasha Yar. So Tasha Yar. Picard. Troy, Picard. Um oh Data. How can we forget? Oh, and Data. Data. One. Yes. Yeah. So they get taken down to this weird um I don't know. It's like eight like yeah. but also like Renaissance England or medieval England style. Yeah. Club. They said that it was um, dur- the, during the post-atomic horror is what it was okay. set at. Okay. So, like, must have been something that happened from a war and, like, all these people. So it was set to mimic that. Yeah, and it's this trial where Q is the the judge, the jury, <laughs> and the fashionista. Yes. Oh, my um, gosh. When he comes swooping in in that Professor X thing with the uh, Professor X wheelchair with like the two lion heads on it with the regalia on he's wearing like like a stanford university graduation robe you're right he's got that he comes swooping on in uh-huh. at professor x's wheelchair and you're like oh this guy is here and he is badass and i knew that we're in for like a trial yeah and he i mean but he doesn't like seem badass but he's just like someone who's just like i mean i guess he's super powerful and like but he just like he's just an annoying dude like a weasley dude you know like like a Loki yeah. kind of guy. That's what yes. I feel like kind of like. Yeah, he's very powerful, and he's definitely like a trickster. But like, yeah, you you, you instantly hate him. He's yeah. like a very dislikable. So perfectly cast because <laughs> like just looking at that guy's face, um, you know, not <laughs> great. But yeah, so when we get there, there they have to like he's basically saying you're guilty. That's all there is to it. Yep. The card starts arguing. Bam, freezes Tasha Yar. She's dead. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I love that part, too. It was like all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the uh, fire extinguishers went off in Yar's face. 
and she was just frozen, you know, instantly with nit- nitrogen or something like that. Yeah. Liquid nitrogen. Bam. Gone. It was right after her. She had a very great speech about how, like, you can't do this and stuff like that. And then, These bam. People saved my life when I was in prison on Talos 5. Yeah. About that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, and then Deanna. Somebody, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. What's her name? I'm um, Deanna. She freaks oh, out. Oh, best. Yeah. Best acting in the entire show. She loses her mind. And then, um, she loses her mind. It was so weird. And the whole time there's a this crowd and everybody's just laughing. Cheering. And like, and then they have these guards. They're supposed to mimic these guards that were like addicted to drugs and they would just shoot people like from here. Like arms or something. Yes. The whole thing was super fucked up. Like it was such a weird. And I'm like, this is the pilot. This is what they present to people like to be like, yeah, pick up our show. Cause it was so, so strange. This part. Mm-hmm. Bizarre. bizarre. It was very bizarre. And then, so Picard, he says, let's do a test. Instead of saying we're guilty, let's do a test. The human race where we are now. Mm-hmm. And, um, the whole time the brass orchestra is going crazy oh my and like, God. we know what's going to happen. People are laughing. Like it really hurt my brain, this whole part. But then Q's like, Let's do it. Let's do a test. They get transported back to their ship and basically on their journey to where they were initially starting to go far point to, to a new star base that was created supposedly for them um, by some weird dude. The, the, the native people who live in the land or whoever they are, right? The, I forgot, what, 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 what group are they from? There's a name. I can't remember them now. But yeah, the, the people who are on the planet have created a a station, right? Pretty much for the Federation. Yes. Said, yeah, come join with us, become our allies, and you can have this whole wonderful, advanced uh, piece of, you know, life for your Federation. Yeah. yeah. So, and then we meet, you know, so like you said, it was a skeleton crew. Now we're starting to meet some more of the people that they're picking up. Uh, we meet Commander Riker. Yep. And they're all on the planet now on, on the new star uh, station. On the planet. Yep. And he's looking baby face. Um, <laughs> that big old butt chin sticking out, just yeah, like, yeah. Yep. Really yep. yeah, yeah. This is why. This is why you guys grow beards to hide your uh, your butt, butt chin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we run into Dr. Beverly Crusher. Oh my gosh! And what's his name? Right, right next to her too. And Everyone's we- favorite. And Wesley. Wesley. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Who was Will Wheaton? Um, Roddenberry initially wanted a uh, a fifteen year old girl cast named Leslie. I found that out as well. Leslie. And they switched it up to make it a boy for uh, there would be more opportunities for future storytelling with him as a man. So not as forward thinking as Star uh, uh, Trek would lead us to believe, but you know, that's a little weird. Yeah, okay. yeah. So yeah, we and meet them. It up and, and well, I mean, what did he do that a, a woman couldn't do? Like engineering? The, nothing. <laughs> Ridiculous. He's the worst. Anyway, yeah. Wesley okay. Crusher is the worst. I mean, his sweaters are pretty cool, though. I've got to say, and he did. I swear, you had that sweater that he was wearing in the episode. I know you do. <laughs> I think right you wore it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then they get they go on the on the ship, and I thought this was great. That so Riker he gets the rundown, and they have like a highlight reel video package of like yeah, the VHS VHS <laughs> tape they pop in from to watch, and it's just watch like all the shit that we just saw previously, and he's like. 
All right, I'm all caught up now. <laughs> Previously on Star Trek. Yeah. And then they watch it. And there's, you're right. And that makes perfect sense too now with you saying they had to make make up some time because like they showed us like him watching highlights of the episode yeah. for like three minutes. And I'm like, why are we watching this like best greatest hits of the of the first half an hour of the show? Yeah, it was so, so weird. <laughs> um and then we meet uh one of my, who is always one of my favorite characters, uh Jordy LaForge. Yes, yes. Um yeah. and it found something out that I didn't know that maybe you will know if it was resolved. When he's wearing that visor, it causes him pain. You know, that's what they that's what they said in that episode too, and I didn't know that either. Um, to be honest with you, that's pretty um, baller. Then that he like you know he's just yeah. in pain the whole time. Like, I, mean, I love this series, but I haven't done a lot of digging, obviously behind the scenes of it. So I, I mean, there's a whole other world to it. I have to. Oh, have to, have to for sure. A yeah. huge, huge world that, yeah. like, yeah, we're not even the tip of the iceberg. I mean, I just know that you've seen the show more. Yeah. But like, he even says tons and tons of times. Yeah, yeah. He even says like that he won't take painkillers, whatever, because like the whole point is to have his senses sharp, um, you know, so that it would affect that. And I was like, that's pretty baller, dude. Yeah. Even get, like I liked him prior to that, and like knowing that, I was like, man, he's a bad, bad dude. Yeah, no, he's great. He's a great character. Um. I mean, and I really like the fact that they really, and that's what I actually like about this episode in general, is that I feel like with all the main characters, you kind of got to see the seeds of a lot, actually of everything, the ship itself, you got to see the mm-hmm. seeds of everything that, that would grow throughout the, throughout the seasons. And I'm like, oh, they really did think of these all in the very beginning, and then they just fleshed it on out as the series went on. Um, yeah. But like, yeah. you know, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, yeah, I was just saying, say like, yeah, looking back, knowing what, it is later and not having any knowledge of the first episode really like it was all planned like <clears throat> everything was still in place seven years later like the main points were like that solid that they they didn't change much no i yeah i was completely i was thought, I thought it was so cool too and each one's got their own little like you know even like from Riker being kind of like um women liking him there was the one woman when he got on the ship who was like showing him how to like find the holodeck and she like she looked at his like, ass at a certain something <laughs> yes. like, okay so that wasn't an afterthought that he'd be the sexy one he all, was always supposed to be like the sexy powerful man yeah um, the way they filmed him too always like below and like really close like looking up to make him seem like he's like this big like handsome brute and just like i don't know and the way he talks he's very eloquent right, boys Oh, yeah. girls, girls. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Boys. Could have went either way with him. I, wasn't there a holodeck episode with him, like, just uh, uh, in, like, a, a big orgy? Probably not. Nobody <laughs> but just, like, a... There, there has been ones with Deanna and a lot. Deanna's been in a lot of the sexual ones. I'm trying to remember. He's been yeah. with a lot of women. I don't remember him as an orgy one, but maybe... Yeah, just, like, a just a big male orgy. I think that was a fanfic that I read. Um, I um, Beverly had an episode where she was with a lover who was like a metamorph or something. And the person had to change bodies and then it went into a woman's body. And she's like, I don't know if I can do this. There's nothing wrong with this, but I'm just not attracted to you in this form. I liked you in the other form as that, as that particular person, wow. not man or woman, just that particular person. And he's like, I understand Beverly. It was you know, heartbreaking. That was anyway, not this episode. We see like Riker and Deanna Troy meet up and like, so they know each other. Mm. Is that yeah. what yeah. we're alluding to? Cause it doesn't really, they don't talk about it anymore during this episode, but like it's obvious that they have a past because they're like they're instantly just start like staring at each other. Yes, and actually she did something weird too because she talked to him telepathically too for yes. a Yes, and then it was a little that weird was cool. Did that, which was cool. 
we don't know if he really heard her or not because he like talks to her kind of, but then doesn't really address what, cause she says like, you know, can you hear me, Will? Do you remember our past? Can you still listen to me telepathically or something? And then he doesn't really say anything, but he doesn't look at her. So you're not sure if like maybe he heard a whisper of it. But then later on in the same episode, she says like, I'm only an empath. I can't, I can't speak telepathically. I'm like, well, you just did it earlier in the episode. Yeah. So, you know, we're still finding out about that, but you know, regardless. Yeah. Um, and she does, she does actually speak telepathically throughout the series to other Betazoids, just she doesn't do it to humans. Whereas um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. other Betazoids can do it to humans. <laughs> gotcha. So she doesn't, she, she only senses emotions and stuff. She never really speaks to others. She can't like, really, like read minds and stuff like that unless, yeah. But she can read, if people have a telepathic mind, then she can read them and talk with them that way. Because she does it with her mom. But like gotcha. she couldn't do it to you or I. She could just read our emotions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so then we see another thing that I found out was added later to add okay. uh, to lengthen it. We see um, someone walking. It's a super old dude, and they call him Admiral. Oh, do you know who? Yes. Do you know who that was? Was that Gene Roddenberry? Who was no? It? So that was DeForest Kelly from the original series. He played ah. Bones. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Um, so. Okay. It was he like was a throwback, old, right? He wasn't really that old. No, he was okay. like it was terrible makeup. It was like <laughs> he looked like he just like had cellophane on his face or something. <laughs> so I'm like, he looked weird. Okay, because he didn't look like a yeah. real person. Because I'm like, there's a point they're showing us this. It has to be something. And I looked it up, and like, yeah, it was it was him. But like, gotcha. yeah, it was like five minutes of like. Like the thing, like Jordy, like walking him through data or something. Data, walking yeah, him. Data was like, you know, it could be easier. And he's like, you think I'm too old to walk? I'm like, what, what yeah. You, where does he even come from? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so then we see what another one of my favorite parts. Um, Picard gets infuriated that <laughs> there's a child on the bridge. Like, dude loses his shit. Um, because Beverly Crusher brought Wesley onto the bridge or whatever. And that's another one that I thought is really funny because I forgot about that. And they do play that up throughout the series that he does not like kids. He doesn't know how to work with them. And they make him very uncomfortable. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my God, they even thought of that in the first episode to make this as like a fatal flaw. And of course, Will Whedon is the one who like drives him to to distraction. I loved it. Of course, this is amazing. Isn't there like scenes with him saying like, shut up, Wesley, or something like that? Like famously. Wesley or something. Um, I thought that was hilarious. And then, so it leads me to another fact that I found. So initially, um, when they were casting for Captain Picard, they wanted a French person named Julien Picard. Um, And they, they wanted him to be French and that he would lapse into a French accent when he became emotional. (laughs) I thought that was funny. Um, (laughs) And they were very much against Picard playing or uh, uh, um, Patrick Stewart playing Jean-Luc Picard. And initially he was going to play data. Oh my God. Wow. This is amazing. Yeah. So then they're like, all right, they couldn't find anybody uh, they wanted to play Picard, so they put him back into the role, um, which, I mean, can you imagine it without no. him? No. No. Like, he's, he's like, the heart of the whole yes. show. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. But it, it does show that, like, yeah, he does get emotional. Like, very, like, erratically, like, <laughs> angry. Yeah. That was really funny. It was like, um, you know, can I trust you, uh, number one? 
now remember, you need to protect me from kids. I'm like, really? This is the number one priority is children? Like, that's what you're going to tell him right away? Yeah. It was a little odd, but, yeah. you know, endearing. We were in, yeah. Yeah, well, then he warms up and he finds out that it's, it's like, Beverly's kid, which, like, there was, like, a weird thing there where, like, are we supposed to think that, like, he's Captain Picard's son? Like, it was, like, kind of a weird illusion to that, but, like, mm. turns out that he was, like, I don't know. He like delivered Wesley's father's body yeah, or whatever, and was like, friends. Yeah, like war buddies. Yeah. And so they were. I believe we see later on too that he used to like pal around them at the, at the academy, um, and then yeah, uh, and so I think he does know Beverly from back in the day too. Yeah. So they were, and that's when he like found out that it was her kids. So he's like, "Oh, come sit in the chair. Oh, that's good. Touch yeah. Buttons. Yeah. Um, and then right then. That was a great part, too. A, a giant ship appears in front of them. Yes. Um, get the hell off my bridge, Wesley. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then he got Superman in him again. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> it was so funny. And then I think Deanna's like, so much fear, anger. Oh, so my God. Funny. She had some great turns there. Like, yeah. Just like, what is wrong? Like, People have been like institutionalized for it, like these exact same things as she does. Like, you know, maybe we should be thinking that they're empaths instead of, you know, approaching it differently. Mm-hmm. They're not crazy. They're just, uh, they're just like Troy. Empaths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was funny. Like, I wrote a page of notes, and it, I guess this is the point of the series or the show that I stopped maybe putting as many notes because then I just have, um, Something I have a star next to giant ship. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, and then we meet the Grobbler Zorn, which this character um mm. was so he was the guy down on the yep. planet and he had supposedly, to yeah, he built the ship basically so they go down and they try to get some information out of him about who, what this big ship is. Oh, because the giant ship is firing it missiles. Up, it opens up. Exactly. At the planet. Scans scans the Enterprise, uh, ignores them, starts attacking the colonists, not the colonists, the original settlements, not the newly de- constructed settlement, um, that, that, but not the Farpoint, but the area around it where the people who created Farpoint live. Yeah, um, just these old, like, huts, mud yeah, huts. Just yeah, 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 like up. adobo things or something, yeah. So he Adobe, whatever, yeah, it's an Adobe uh, uh, Photoshop uh, building. <laughs> so, yeah, we're down there, and he gets like taken away, just screaming. Like, this was his big role, too. And he fucking blew it. He was just like, and I'm just like, yeah. oh, these, these acting he's abducted so somehow, he's abducted. Bad, yeah. Um, and so then the crew that's on the ground who went to try to find him and see what was going on decides that they have to go and try to figure out what's going on on their own. So then they go down to these caves, right? And they start to investigate. It's um, Will Riker. It's Deanna. I think it's Data and Jordy. Yep. Is, that, is that right? Yep. That, yeah. Okay. And all of them kind of have their parts in that too. I think I think Jordy is kind of using his visor to like see things that they can't really see, like where uh-huh. the wall is like um, weaker or something. And then Deanna's, you know, she can't really open up too much because it's too too painful for her. Yeah. Riker is like, we've got to pull four people and save the day. And data's just being analytical. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this was when like we're kind of getting a feeling like Deanna's like sensing, just constantly sensing emotions. And we're like, something, you know, what's going on here? There's yeah. something 
that's very upset, very sad, that sort mm-hmm. of shit. Um, and then, like, how do we come about to find out that it's a giant jellyfish? Well, because <laughs> that's all I have written next is jellyfish? Question mark. Well, at some point in time, I don't know why, but they lost communication with the ship. And that's and and they started to figure out like we need to get out of here now. So they decided to leave and come back out out to the surface where they saw it was really getting bad. So Deanna and someone else, Jordy maybe, bopped away. And then Data and number one decided to stay and try to see what's happening down on the planet. They got knocked out. <laughs> and then I don't remember how actually what happened then. Um, it I was think, really confusing at this point. Yeah, it, dude, it super was because I literally just have question marks now. But I think it was because Deanna felt it when they were in the tunnels, couldn't really relay the information. Um, and then That's right. That's right. She had to break down, like like lost yeah. her marbles. And she's like, I, I gotta get out. They they emergency warped her away, Jordan and her warped away. That's right. The other two went to went to see what was going on outside because they heard noises. That's when they discovered they was being bombarded but not their tunnels, just the outside settlement. Then they got hit over the head. Then we go back up to the top. Deanna wakes up and realizes that this, this creature is really, really angry that's up above. Or this, 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 she senses a lot of emotion from up above now too. She senses from below despair. Now mm-hmm. she senses when she goes to her senses, she was anger and frustration. And so, yeah, then I think so, she finally pieces it together or something, yeah. right? And then somehow this thing shows itself as a big jellyfish alien creature thing. And then... Yeah. Tendrils uh, come down, music's playing, it swells. Yeah, um, and then Picard, and then the ship, and Picard helps, right? Then he then wins Picard- the day. He wins the whole episode, the test, everything by instead of doing any harm to any of the creatures or the people below, he sends energy down to the base that's down there, yes. and it turns into this other jellyfish thing yes. which turns out that it's like this other jellyfish is like lover or something like that yeah. because they and go flying away one was male one was female because there was a pink and a blue one we found out of course so i was really one, excited about that, yep. that even these jellyfish have genders so that was great yeah. Yeah. which do jellyfish yeah jellyfish have genders right i, I actually don't think they do I don't, I don't know. Biologically, have sex. I don't think they have sex. I think aren't they no. just like they do hold hands with their tentacles, as we <laughs> saw in Star Trek: The Next Generation. Of course, I don't know as about the species of the They're flying away. They just interlock their tentacles and uh, go off yeah. with one another. So yeah. I thought that was. Jenna, I mean, ask for the moment when she's like, "They're genuinely happy, happy. They're happy." happy. And then the show ends. Like Picard's like. Let's see what's out there. Engage. Wait. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I was like, yes. It was great. He said it. He said the words. And um, yeah, let's see what's out there. That would get yes. me like right That's there. Let's... Down too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember he's like, let's see what's out there. Mm-hmm. Two were close to the screen. Yep. Yes. Yeah, and I loved it. I was like, yeah, this would get me to like, let's see what's out there. Fan- like, fantastic for sure. I mean, and then we had seven years of journeys with these people. And it's like, yeah. yes, yes. Um, I have a question for you. And I think I've asked you about it before. Have you ever watched The Orville? No, you know what? No, I haven't watched that. You said you really enjoyed it. I do. because, And I realize now after watching this that The Orville is exactly season one Star Trek The Next Generation. All and right. it does it to on purpose. Like it plays it up every single thing 
was something out of this. It was like the super long breaks with the just the orchestra playing, the um, very hokey, cheesy, like um, things like the jellyfish and shit like that. Like they love each other and stuff like that. But also like it's it really has social um, messaging in it as well. And I really think you would love it. You got to get past. I know you don't love Seth MacFarlane. Um, uh, I mean, you I, gotta, I think that I really couldn't enjoy it for this. I um, what was that on? Fox. Is it still being made? Fox. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I never picked it, picked up on it, or watched it. Yeah. It's one hundred percent. It's the best, like Star Trek, like this that has existed since this. Okay. Um, All right. Because it awesome. really does just like dial in like what made this like have that heart and soul, but still be like a futuristic science fiction show. Um, and I think you would really like it. So yeah, watch it and let me know. There's some weird, a lot of weird stuff, which I, I also think is like fun because it's like shit. Like you would like questions you would have about like some of the things that you would see behind the scenes that they actually talk about, like, you know, like weird stuff, like about the bar and stuff like that and the holodeck. And like, you talk about stuff like that, that it's just kind of like on the show but it's never like really like mentioned about like the behind the scenes or not behind the scenes, but like, you know, the asides. Yes. Yeah. 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 But it comes so, up and it's part of the conversation sometimes. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was, I, I definitely think it's worth checking out because yeah, the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, this is so familiar. Yeah. But, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So um, let me see. I wrote a couple more things down. They utilize sets and props from the Star Trek movies and Star Trek, the original series mm-hmm. to make this show. Um, which, you know, you could tell uh, there were a lot of practical effects in it, like with the models and stuff like that. They use industrial light and magic for a lot of those effects. Um, yeah, they definitely, you can tell their budget definitely increased as the years have gone by. Yes. Um, Yeah. Cause even in the beginning, like I got used to it after a minute, but like when they're on the bridge, there's like this terrible echo where it just sounds like they're on a stage, you know? It was like really like uh, it was like kind of annoying at first. And then (laughs) initially all the major networks turned down this uh, pilot. And so it aired in syndication. It was broadcast on 98 independent stations and 112 network affiliates. And it was um, the highest rated syndicated one hour drama. 27 million viewers watched this first episode when it aired. Crazy. dude! People love space shit yeah. you know yeah absolutely mm-hmm. so oh and another note i have uh one of the initial proposals was to have deanna troy's character have three breasts <laughs> i thought that was funny a little like um like total recall uh i still remember yeah. that three-breasted woman her um her her workout outfit would have had to change probably. Yeah. 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 They have one more, one more little divot there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. What, 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 uh, uh, what was your takeaway from this being a, you know, a lifelong star Trek fan. Now this is your favorite of the, the series, right? Next generation. I, yeah, because I really find for me, again, I think I remember this as a kid, obviously, um, and watched with my, with my dad, but also, um, I really thought each of the characters has their own kind of strength. And when they're, when they're together, they become really like 
this great kind of like a superhero team in a weird way, which mm-hmm. I really liked. You know, they each kind of have their own powers. And I find that some of the other Star Treks, you know, they kind of do that too. But this one I felt just had the you people know. seemed more uh they seem more part of them you know yeah like i'm thinking like like yeah um no i, I totally agree with that yeah, yeah um, they definitely feel like a, a a team a well gelled team they all contribute the, the weaknesses are balanced by the other ones um no i've never i've never really watched any like i've watched some like the the most recent ones but i never watched voyager or deep space yeah. nine so i, mean, I really voyager can't compare i really like voyager too and I think the characters are great. I think Janeway's an amazing captain. Um, there's who else is on that one? Cisco. Um, yeah, there's great people on that. Seven of Nine is fantastic. But overall, I just don't. When I think of like a cast and a group together, like this is the this is a series that I think of them all as working perfectly together. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And like, and there's a reason. Like now, they are. I mean, there's a new, a brand new series about Captain Picard. Like there's a reason that there's still this show is still airing on syndication and it is there's new um, shows being made about these characters. So let's talk about like where they all are now. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. Where are they now? Patrick Stewart um, has, like we just said, he's reprised his role as Jean-Luc Picard on the most recent series for um, what uh, it was CBS all access. And now it's Paramount plus. Right. Um, but you know, he was in, that's really funny. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So he, um, you know, he's, he's Patrick Stewart. Like everybody knows Patrick Stewart. He was Charles Xavier and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's been in everything. So many Um, awesome roles. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, William Riker, Jonathan Frakes, he became more of a behind the camera guy Mm -hmm. directing tons of shows. Like, like he's directed so much shit that you have without a doubt seen something that he's directed. It's awesome. He did the Orville, um, NCIS. I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. And some of the recent like Star Trek uh, stuff that's come out since. Okay. Um, Brent Spiner, who played Data. Yeah. Um, we, you know, he was in Independence Day. Mm-hmm. We loved him in that. Uh, and that. then most recently he showed up. He's reprised his role as Data on... Picard, which I haven't okay. watched. Have you watched that series? I don't have all access. And it's so mm. funny you say that. Or, or now it's Paramount. Um, yeah. I always feel really guilty that I've never, I haven't gotten it yet because of the, both this show and uh, was Enterprise. Um, yeah. Discovery, Enterprise, whatever that one. Yeah. The um, new one? Yeah. I really That's a great show. Like, we watched the first maybe season and a half of that. And then, like, for no reason, kind of got behind on it and we're yeah. waiting to get back into That's it. it. There's so many shows out there. Yeah. But, yeah. That one's a good one. And that one's more like um, the movies. I would compare it okay. more to um, very high action, high okay. intensity, like really, really big budget yeah. Um, show. Yeah. So cool. Uh, but it's a great show. And um, the girl who plays um, the captain in that is fantastic. I don't yeah. know her name right now, but anyways, yeah. um, LeVar Burton, Jordy LaForge, he um, went on, he directed and produced the Roots remake uh, not too long after that. And then he's more like into like social things. Okay. Um, he's trying to, I don't know if he created it or is going to, he wanted to redo um, the Reading Rainbow okay. show that he did and stuff like that. But he's like a big. I loved Reading Rainbow. Woo. Yeah. Such a great yeah. show. 
who didn't? Uh, you have someone just reading to you and just uh, right, you know, just, just telling you you're such a sweetheart. Oh, we want in life. Guy. <laughs> uh, Marina Sirtis, uh, Deanna Troy, she um, she did a cameo on the Orville. Really? So <laughs> another reason for you to check it out. And she's going to be um, on a new series about a London crime thing called the Benzoin. Benzoins. I don't know how you say that. She's 65 now, which, you know, it's, it's pretty crazy when you think about like how <laughs> these people are like elderly now after we just watched <laughs> them in this. I know. It's like, um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I remember seeing her randomly in, uh, she showed up in some, a Beowulf movie that I was watching. Really? Yeah. Like it was a newer, newer take on Beowulf. And she was like the queen or something. Like the one when they welcomed and like, you know, I don't even know. It's Be- Be- Beowulf is the uh, guy who, who vanquishes Grendel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he's he's the he's the conquering guy. So he comes into like the kingdom that's distraught, and she's a woman. Like you know, you have no idea what's what's going mm-hmm. on here. Yep. Yep. And I was like, wait a minute, that's yeah, that's funny. Yeah, a lot of them have have done voice work for a lot of things, including other Star Trek things that aren't really inside the canon okay. of you know this. I thought it was really interesting, and a lot of them do like will just show up as kind of like uh fan service to kind of like, you know, reference their characters that everybody has known and loved. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Michael Dorn Warp, He does a ton of voice work, a lot of video game stuff. And um, oh, yeah. most recently he's on the, the animated series invincible on okay. Amazon prime. Yep. And yeah, he, so, he did come into deep space nine too. Um, mm-hmm. for like the last su- several seasons and really, I thought that show was okay, but then when he came on, I'm like, oh, this is good now. <laughs> so he's great. Yeah. And then um, uh, Gates McFadden, Beverly Crusher, she's only really had small roles and stuff like Franklin and Bash and NCIS. Okay. Um, so, yeah, nothing. She didn't really, uh, um, you know, become too yeah. much post Next Generation. I do know some things with her. Like, I do know, I think that she when she got so she got pregnant i think in the first season and i think that her and gene roddenberry either didn't get along very well or there was something between the two of them or he mm-hmm. didn't think that he connect that she connected with the audience yeah so that's where they brought in that that dr pulaski do you remember her she was a really like hard-nosed doctor with blonde uh-huh. hair very severe woman who was like awful, awful really awful that's um, funny and then, and then, like the fans hated her. So then, in the third season, Dr. Pulaski got the boot when the baby was a little bit older, and and um, uh, Gates came back again. It's um, oh, good to know. It's interesting. Yeah. 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 She, you know, she lasted longer than Roddenberry did uh, on this series. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> she had the last lap. Uh huh. Um, I know that she just because I, I you know, uh, Beverly and Deanna were two of my favorite characters on the show. So I do follow her on Instagram. I know she does a lot with community theater. So she's mm-hmm. doing, I think she's in LA now, but does a lot with like local theater there, um, educating people and trying to get small productions going and stuff like that too. So that's really cool. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. And then, you know, and she's back there just, just working out just keeping it uh toy. Yeah, where is she? Let me take a look at her. That's right. You go. Yeah. Look at that outfit. <laughs> a great outfit. There were some great outfits in this series. You know, it's we could have a whole awards show just for this series. Best uh 
best outfit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, well, I guess this this wasn't part of uh, episode. Oh, not one. part of Farpoint. Yeah, this yeah. was. I mean, this was a little bit. This is like three seasons in, so this was not invented yet. You know, this is this is a newer look. It's later, yeah. yeah. But there were some great like Q on the throne. Q oh, as the drug uh, cop, uh, Q as the swashbuckler, all oh, nominees for best outfit of uh, uh, Star Trek Next Generation Episode 1. Yeah, yeah. And I always do, like, again, we talked about the mini skirts that the guys and the girls wear. Yeah, Those are fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah. Both, we'll have to put Deanna Troy and the guy in, in the running for best and man outfit. And number one, whoever uh-huh. he was. Yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely, um, you know, we'll, we'll keep this, uh, you know, maybe for our awards show at the end of season one of First Steps, we'll uh, bring this back. Um, I love this award show idea. I think this is a great way to, one, you know, just really get um, get the creative juices flowing a little bit more and, and see yeah. we're, really, we're really stuck with us. You know, and these people need to be awarded. You know, they need, they do this not for the paycheck, but for the recognition from um from us specifically you and i from first rate podcasts like first steps yeah exactly top of the line shit but we're just gonna give you two maybe three thumbs up (laughs) three breasts up (laughs) yeah 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 so that was um so binge it yeah, dude, I would definitely binge this, especially like, dude, he got, I'm telling you, got now granted, I probably wouldn't watch another episode after that two hours episode is like, all right, I need a little break. But like when he said, when he did like, let's see, uh, what did he say? Let's see what's out there. I was like, let's see what's out yeah. there. Like, you know, and especially knowing the Star Trek, like the, how they do their episodes where each one is going to be a new, exciting thing. Yeah. Like yeah. it's definitely a super bingeable show even before binging was a thing like yep. you know you had to wait a whole week to watch the next one um so yeah it was, it was great but each one was like kind of like encapsulated in their own one hour thing yeah oh but, my god and i wanted to talk about that too real quick how uh-huh. awesome is this i don't know if you saw or not but like each season has like 24 25 26 27 episodes like this yeah. is when TV was like TV and you could like dig in for like almost a full year and just enjoy this. I am like, yeah, with it. instead of now where it's like 10 episodes a season, I'm like, no, 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 no. We want to indulge people. Let's, let's, let's bring this back again. And that's specifically like, why the networks wouldn't pick this up. Cause they wouldn't commit to um, 26 hours of this show. <laughs> um, so, I mean, like now I'm, I prefer well, seven. Because this was two hours long. Yeah. I prefer the 10 episode series as like, it's a, especially when you're going back, like to go back and watch, like there's a few shows like this that I wanted to always go back and watch, but you look at it and it's like, okay, I got to watch 10 seasons, 24 episodes a season. Like that's a big, that's a large ask. I mean, that's a big ask, but you know what? I mean, if you want to get into these worlds, you know, you want to, you got to give a little too. It's not just, you know, it's these people true. giving their heart for you. It's true. Yeah. We owe them. Exactly. I mean, think of the memories that these people have given us. Mm-hmm. 28 hours. Yeah. And that just knowing like this show. Day, but still almost. <laughs> then breaks. I love that this show then breaks from that. Um, 
single episodic one and done thing when they like get into some of the bigger mm-hmm. um ideas that they face later in the seasons yep. and i love that open it up to more longer because a lot of shows didn't do that at the time they weren't doing longer arcs yeah. um within a season and yep. i thought that was really great where it was like constantly like to be continued there were a few that were like three episodes oh, yeah. long like when you're talking about like getting into like the borg, the borg and like and um Judas and all those yeah yeah, yeah. there's some great so, yeah. And that then was really the cool. end of the season ones were typically to be continued too so they left you on that yeah. cliffhanger and you had to wait you know yep cue the brass orchestra exactly <laughs> but all right uh what else? anything else to add no no live long and prosper i mean nope <laughs> exactly yeah, may the force be with you. And also with you. <laughs> All right, everybody. That... Well, we just crack each other up, don't oh, we? the best. <laughs> We're going to get, like, so many thumbs down on this thing on YouTube from all the, uh, the Trekkers and the Warsers. I don't know what the Star Wars people are called. The Warsers. <laughs> um, yeah, the Wuzzles, I think we call them. The Wuzzles, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, thank you, Trekkers. Thank you, Wuzzles, um, for checking out this episode of First Steps, our first ever retro rewind. Let us know what you thought and we should do more of these. If there's a show from your past that you would like us to review, um, there's a lot to choose from. So <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun, like just doing something like this and knowing kind of where it ends up as opposed to doing the ones where we watched the first episode and just not really knowing what we're getting into. Yeah. So yeah. this was, this was fun um, being able to look back. Um, but yeah, we still have our giveaway going on for one more week. Uh, we're giving away our first Epps favorites box. Mm-hmm. It's a whole box full of like some of our favorite stuff. Um, check out our Instagram or uh, our Twitter for more information on that, subscribe to our YouTube channel at uh, Pop Culture Playground on YouTube. And, um, you know, like us, subscribe to us on all the podcast services around the world. We want us everyone to, to, to watch, listen to this. And um, thank you so much for <laughs> joining us yet again for another week of our bullshit antics and uh (laughs) we will see you here next week for more first steps yes Uh, thanks bye you see her if i do this I can't. I can't. It just looks like you're just uh, distracted by it. It looks like you're perfect out, actually, kind of. <laughs> just staring at two women, like, working out, and you're like, ugh.